It's Saturday, August 20th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stocks fell Friday, ending the week lower and snapping a four-week stretch of gains for the S&P 500 as investors second-guessed how aggressively the Federal Reserve will need to move to tame inflation. The market endured a stretch of choppy moves as traders reassessed their bets on what the Fed might do at its September meeting. For weeks, many investors had been feeling confident that inflation had possibly peaked and that the central bank would soften the magnitude of its future interest rate increases. Comments in recent days from central bank officials, combined with the release of the minutes from the Fed's July meeting, put the possibility of continued aggressive rate increases back in focus. On Thursday, Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis President James Bullard said he would lean toward a three-quarter percentage point increase in September. The S&P 500 dropped 55 points, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 292 points. The Nasdaq Composite declined 260 points and fell 2.6% for the week. Around the world, as the war rages in Ukraine, the U.S. for the first time Friday said it will give Ukraine Scan Eagle surveillance drones, mine-resistant vehicles, anti-armor rounds, and howitzer weapons to help Ukrainian forces regain territory and mount a counteroffensive against Russian invaders. A senior defense official told reporters that a new $775 million aid package will include 15 Scan Eagle drones, 40 mine-resistant ambush-protected vehicles known as MRAPs with mine-clearing rollers, and 2,000 anti-armor rounds that can help Ukraine troops move forward in the south and east where Russian forces have placed mines. The official said the U.S. is looking to help shape and arm the Ukrainian force of the future as the war drags on. It is the 19th time the Pentagon has provided equipment from Defense Department stocks to Ukraine since August of 2021. Back in the U.S., American companies are bringing workforces and supply chains home at a historic pace. American companies are on pace to reshore or return to the U.S. nearly 350,000 jobs this year, according to a report expected Friday from the Reshoring Initiative. That would be the highest number on record since the group began tracking the data in 2010. The Reshoring Initiative lobbies for bringing manufacturing jobs back to the U.S. Over the past month, Dozens of companies have said they had plans to build new factories or start new manufacturing projects in the U.S. In other news, tensions between FedEx Corporation and independent companies that help deliver its packages are escalating as more than 2,000 of its contractors gather in Las Vegas for an annual expo. The networking event comes as many FedEx ground contractors have been dueling with the company over everything from rising fuel costs to inaccurate shipping forecasts. Some contractors are lobbying the company for better pay, while others want to start discussions about coordinating a labor stoppage if their demands aren't met. Regarding associations formed for advocacy, FedEx said every business, including service providers, must determine whether membership is in their organization's best interest. The company added that it won't negotiate with a committee and that agreements with service providers or contractors will continue to be negotiated individually. FedEx said it would not be attending the expo. And, according to new research, the U.S. needs more power to meet rising energy demands. 
Building the infrastructure necessary to make that happen has proven difficult, even with the recent congressional package that President Biden signed into law this week. Utility-scale energy projects such as power transmission lines and offshore wind farms have to win approval from authorities in several jurisdictions, which can take years. Communities near the projects, environmental groups, and others frequently oppose the projects and challenge them in court. The result is that projects are often delayed and costs elevate, according to industry experts and executives. A Pew Research study from March found that 72% of Americans believe the federal government should encourage the development of wind and solar projects, but the infrastructure needed to support that goal often faces strong opposition at the local level. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.